This is the Seven Figures Podcast Smart Money Strategies for Women with Sandy Waters. Seven Figures is sponsored by Family First Credit Union. When it comes to financial education, earning and learning go hand in hand. And Family First is here to help you and the greater Rochester community with both. All right. Welcome back. Hope you had a great holiday. Enjoyed some quality time with friends and family, some downtime, which might be hard around the holidays. So if you did find time to relax, good for you. But now we have to get back in the swing of things. Is there something this year that you really want to work on? Something that you want to change for the better? Today, Anna Renderer joins the podcast, certified high-performance coach, a life coach, the creator of Sexy Confident Life, which is also a podcast. She is a fitness expert and host of Pop Sugar Fitness. Thank you for making time for us today. This is setting the stage for the rest of the year. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's good to start with an inspirational, like, motivational one, like high-performance, right? Yep. You were going to inspire us to be better. I hope so. How's the baby, by the way? You're a new mama. Oh, man. He's so good. He's four months now. And he is, you know, it is the greatest challenge, I think, that all of us face as new moms. Because nobody tells you, Sandy, just how hard being a new mom is. And then you have to kind of go in unknowingly (laughs) and just experience it for yourself. And then it slowly gets a little easier because you start to... You know, you start to get that, I don't know what it is. You feel like somebody threw you a life jacket and you start to float again. Yeah. But it's going it's going really well. He is the joy of my life. Oh, really. that's awesome. Is he sleeping at night? He He's doing really well. He sleeps. We go to bed really early, about 8 o'clock, 8.30, and then we wake up at 4. So it's a different schedule for me, but I'm still getting sleep, which is totally fine. It's just different hours, you know? Okay. Oh, <laughs> how cute. I know. Once yeah, you get comfortable awesome. with the stage that you're at, then a new stage will come in to the picture. Right. And you're like, oh, my God, wait, what do I do now? <laughs> <laughs> Great. Thanks a lot. All right. I got new challenges to face myself in the new year. You will be fine, though. <laughs> oh, uh, man. Okay. So I adore you because I find that your approach and your delivery really cuts through because it comes across as genuine. Just mm. the few minutes that we've been on the phone together, it feels like, oh, we've been friends forever. Yeah, thank you. So we're going to lean on our best friend, Anna, today a lot. I hope that's okay with you. Okay. I love it. Thank you. So the most accomplished people that we've talked to, and you would probably agree to this, that they say it's all connected, right? Your mental health, your physical health, and your financial health. You mm, have to work amen. on all three right? Mm -hmm. But like we were just talking about, sometimes it feels like it's a struggle because, you know, all the fellow moms would say, there's not enough time in the day. So Mm -hmm. before we get to your high performance tools and practices to help us find that time, I wanted to see if we could learn more about your money story. What was life like for you as a kid? Were there a lot of money conversations in the household? Oh, man. My my money story was one of, you know, I was born one of six kids. Ooh, and okay. so when you're party born in your house. Big family, <laughs> a big party. <laughs> and my parents stayed together, actually, for the most part until I was about 10. And it was, you know, the youngest was about two or three. And then my parents separated. So it was really difficult at that stage from the time I was in about, you know, fifth grade. Um, on because we had we went into financial difficulty you know it was it was not like we were abundant 
in any kind of sense when my dad was around. But then we, you know, really dropped into a, a place of um, having a lot of wants, going without a lot. We were on welfare. My mom was working part time. And, you know, for the most part, we couldn't ask for a dollar to go to movie night, you know. And, and so my story kind of stems from feeling like, all right, we don't have any money to give you. And so my, my appreciation for anything given to me was very high because mm-hmm. I really appreciated the little things. And my mom was, you know, not, not really um, the kind of woman that was going to spend on just anything mm-hmm. if she made her choices really, really based on what she had, you know, no overspending whatsoever. She didn't even have a credit card. It was like, if we don't have it, we don't have it. Mm. Um, so that was my role model in the beginning of my life. And I, I thought from that moment, I was like, I have to make my own money. I got a job at the age of 13 years old mm. as a little cashier at a, at, a, at a farmer's market. I was making four seventy five an hour. I thought I was rich, you know, and I was paying <laughs> I was, my mom said, if you want a job, you're going to have to pay me gas money to bring you because I don't have the money to be bringing you back and forth to this job if you don't pay for gas. So I actually paid her gas money and it was because I had to, like, she literally didn't have the extra money to give me that transportation. I was like, it's better than the bus. Sure. You know, that's very interesting that you, instead of, cause some, and you were, would you say 13? So there's a lot of hormones going on at that age. Instead of getting angry at her about it, like teenagers just get angry about when they can't have something. You took that. She reminds me, I was angry about it. You you were mad at me about the buddy. But I still did it because, you know, you're survival mode, really, you know. And now it makes sense. Now you appreciate Mm -hmm. mama. It was, it was really interesting because my whole childhood, I grew up really being bitter about the fact that we were poor. Mm. And then the time I got into the real world, I realized that all of that time spent in struggle made me so strong and made me a very conscious person about what I did spend and how I was a hard worker. I just, it built up my work ethic to a place where I didn't expect anything from others. I knew I had to work for the, the, what I had. And I depreciate everything I had. So when I did go without, it wasn't like, oh, man, I know I can't yeah. have this. It was yeah. more like, you can't have it because you're not making the money for it. So start working harder, make the money or get over yourself, you know? Well, then you learned at an early age, too, that failure is not even an option. You had to make it succeed, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No plan B. So how did you fall into Pop Sugar Fitness then? Because was that your first or let's let's go through your career story then. Well, I really fell in love with video. My first job was a personal trainer out of college. And, um, you know, I got a master's degree in exercise physiology, but never really wanted to enter the medical space after my internship. And I learned about the medical field. And I was like, um, that's not really where I want to spend my whole life Mm -hmm. is in the hospital. It's just like, you know, when you know Mm -hmm. about a certain job and position, the way it makes you feel. So I got into fitness and I fell in love with video because my boss was shooting lots of video with Under Armour and he was doing it with different TRX companies and things like that. And I literally just took initiative and started shooting my own YouTube videos. And it was uncomfortable. I was nervous. I looked really awkward. I share some of my blooper reels on my social media because I want other women to know and other fitness experts who want to go on video and do more of it that 
it's not easy at first. You just got to like rip off the bandaid and start doing it. And so I took initiative and I started a YouTube page. I started applying to things like The Biggest Loser because I wanted to get on TV. I wanted to kind of be that star trainer. Um, and not only did I take initiative, but I was sharing my passion with people. When I moved to L.A., I was telling everybody that I met what I wanted to do, what I loved to do, wanted to be on The Biggest Loser, wanted to get my own fitness show, wanted to do, um, you know, whatever, video DVDs, if I could get a contract with something, someone. And that passion of sharing what I wanted to do got me one contact, a person I met at a barbecue. He, he was like, he reached out to me after the barbecue and said, Anna, this position looks perfect for what you want to do. And it was an interview with Pop Sugar Fitness to become their next host temporarily. It was for a temporary position. And I was like, thank you for thinking of me. I applied right away, got an interview. And because I had YouTube videos up, I had um, a little bit more experience doing videos. So I could send them some of the stuff that was more recent, not the first stuff. <laughs> I got an interview with them and they loved me. They brought me on and they kept me for now it's been seven years. Wow. What a yeah. cool story. You really yeah. don't know who is going to end up helping you out in the future. And they say, I mean, <laughs> this is like the common theme with every guest that we bring in. It's your network. Yeah. Just talk to yeah. me. Just get out there and make those connections. That's right. That's what I, you know, when I share that story, I always say, you got to take initiative and you've got to share your passion. Because if you're not taking action and pursuing that dream, because maybe it seems so far away, which it yeah. is for me. I'm like, oh, I'm never going to be on The Biggest Loser. I'm never going to get my own show. I wasn't saying that stuff. I was saying, I'm going to get my own show. I'm going to be on the next TV show. I'm going to be able to make my own platform someday. I'll be the next Jane Fonda. And I believed in myself, so I took initiative to work towards it, and I shared that with people. And then you're right. It's like people come into your life when you put it out there, and then magic happens. So now, okay, so seven years at Pop Sugar Fitness, and then what yeah. made you, I mean, here you are, you have everything, very successful. What made Aww. you say, okay, now let me push myself even further and elevate my game even more and create the new brand, Sexy Confident Life? Uh, it was this moment of clarity in what freedoms I wanted in my life. And when I was in L.A., I was hosting Pop Sugar, but I also had four other jobs to support myself. You know? Oh, it's my like, God. Did you really? Uh, yeah. Oh, Pop my God. Sugar okay. So if wasn't any... paying big bucks. It wasn't? <laughs> Darn it. And they're still not. That job is basically charity for me. I mean, honestly, it's not my financial um, support okay. at all. Okay. Because when I see, and I was wondering that. Uh, when mm -hmm. I see all the views that it gets, and that's how a lot of yeah. people, a lot of people on YouTube make money is through the views. So that goes to right. Pop Sugar. That does not go yeah. to Anna. That's right. Oh darn it! <laughs> and it is. Uh, it is one of those things where I realize that I'm still an, an, a contractor for them. You know, they pay me hourly, and then they could drop me at any moment. And I knew that. And I'm, you know, I'm a smart girl, and I know that what where I have control and where I don't. And I realized I don't have a lot of control in my life right now over my financial wealth and stability. I'm working for other people. I, I don't have the freedom to travel. I am I'm have to be at these jobs. I've got to do all these things for others. And then when I'm not there, I'm not making money. I just realized that, like, I want freedoms in my life. And, and what does that look like? What kind of career do I have to build for myself? And when I got that clarity, um, I was open to 
future ideas that would give me those freedoms. And I meant I, I met a great mentor at that time, who is now my husband, by the way, oh, Nito Lafada. Oh, God, such a yeah. beautiful story. <laughs> it, yeah, it's like, it's crazy, right? Like, again, I'm putting it out there that <laughs> again, I really want yeah. these freedoms in my life. And he came into my life and he knew a lot more about entrepreneurship, about network marketing, about business and um, personal development in that space. And he was so well read in all those areas. And I had knew nothing about it. I'm like, build my own business. What the hell? How do I start? Yeah, what do I do? That's scary. And yeah, it is. And especially when you don't know anything. However, just like anything in life, if you don't know and you want it, what do you do? That's a question for me. <laughs> if, you, if you don't know and you want to, you were ready. You, you were ready for the pause, the long pause. I wasn't. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, wait a minute. I feel like I'm back in sixth grade and I don't know the right. answer in math class. <laughs> I kind of threw you under the bus, there, but it, it, you go and you learn. You learn. Oh, you learn. You can figure okay. it out. Yeah, you make mistakes and you pick yourself up and learn. Okay. That's right. I didn't know about entrepreneurship or building my own business, but I knew I wanted the freedom of an entrepreneur. I wanted that autonomy, make my own decisions and be able to work really hard to build my own wealth and my own financial stability. And that's really scary for some people. But at the same time, I was willing for all that, you know, willing to endure that short term pain for that long term pleasure of having the ability now to stay home with Luca and work from here, be on these interviews in the morning early and not have to worry about getting changed, go to work and be there for someone else's business to thrive. Mm. Do you still do the pop sugar on the side a little bit? I'm done with my maternity leave and I'll go back and I'm going to be working with them. But in another capacity, I've really been talking to them about now subscription-based products and programs Mm. and doing more of the paid-for program designs that I've been wanting to do for years, but they haven't been open to the ideas until I'm like, well, then I'll be done. <laughs> and they're oh, like, okay. you know, because honestly, they know that if we're both not growing in the platform, then it's not serving both of us. And so why is it fair for them to continue thriving off of, um, you know, uh, the, yeah. the platform and the hard work that, that, you know, I'm putting in to build the platform and grow it versus, you know, let's win-win. Let's also create some very customized programs, which most people don't get and they don't even know that they're missing it until they're like, oh, now I'm doing a program because she's an expert in fitness. So I'm not just picking random workouts and doing them when I feel like it. She's guiding me through a process of transformation. And that's what I've been wanting to do for a long time as an expert. But, you know, now they're finally coming around to saying, oh, this is a big opportunity for us too to increase our um, revenue streams in our company. A lot of people are doing that on YouTube now. And so we're talking about all that stuff now. Oh, well, good for you to even have the courage to do that too. There's a lot of people that are probably listening thinking, oh, I don't know if I have the courage to do that, to to make bold moves at work like that or make those kind of demands. But that's yeah. financial freedom gives you too. When you have that fallback either job or when you have a spot in your life where you're like, okay, I feel like I'm financially free. You have that ability to make those bold moves like that. That's so true. And you also, you know, when you're making bold requests, I'm always thinking about as a high performance coach, the influence model, right? And it's not about demanding. It's about educating 
and about really giving someone a perspective of how it benefits not only you, but them, Mm. right? Because influence isn't about just give me what I want. It's about educating them, teaching them how to think differently because they're not thinking in this way. Their platform's been, hey, we're taking advertising dollars and we're making our money through advertising. We're not even thinking about being our own direct response marketing um, type of company, right? We're, We're not even thinking about selling products. We're just getting advertising to give free content. And so I'm teaching them how to think differently And I'm also positioning it in a way that really adds value to their company. You know, I want to keep adding value for them, even though it does help me. um, That's the way I approach pretty much everything in my life to really remember influence isn't really going to um, be that thing where you're all in it for yourself. Right. You want to make sure you're helping other people move forward in their life and in their business. Okay, so now let's talk about what we need to do to achieve everything that we want this year, the key high-performance tools and practices. But first, Conversations Like This One is sponsored by Family First Credit Union. They believe in financial education and starting it at a young age. Family First incentivizes kids to save. Every five deposits they make, Family First will make a $5 deposit into their account. My kids just open up their account and on the way home. It was so cute. Anna, my nine-year-old's like, I feel like a grown-up. I'm like, you did? Because she had a sign. She had a, I couldn't even sign for her. It's her account. It was so cute. So find out more about the benefits of being part of the family, familyfirstny.com. Our new best friend, Anna Renderer, creator of Sexy Confident Life, fitness expert and host of Pop Sugar Fitness, is here with us. All right. Help us get our mental, physical and financial health working in sync. You have your key high performance tools and practices, right? Yes. And I really am excited that you're allowing me to share some of these because this is this is the work that changed my life. I became a high performance coach after going to High Performance Academy a few times with Brendan Burchard and really understanding more about personal growth being Um, something that you have to put into practice, not just a theory, not just something where like, oh, I want to be better, or I really have these dreams and I'm going to start journaling. But he taught us tangible ways that we can become better human beings and become our best selves. So I became a certified coach because I said, I have to be able to teach this, Mm -hmm. not only practice it more myself and be accountable to high performance habits, but to teach it and really put that vision and mission out in there into the world. So thank you for letting your viewers listen to some of these because um, I truly believe it will change their life if they take action, right? Okay. So we got our <laughs> we got our phone out, our notes open up, or our pen and paper, and we're ready. Oh, good. Okay. Ready to well, take notes. Interrupt me, please. I'll go through a couple. I have four big ones. Okay. okay? Four big practices that, I, that I'll share if, if we have time. Sure. If, we got all the time. Okay. The first thing is mastering energy. And I know that this isn't going to be a a conversation all around fitness and nutrition, but most people don't realize that when their goal is to get in better shape, Mm -hmm. they're really trying to just improve their energy because that's really the top of mind problem that most women have. And I've had so many um, women apply for high performance, and I'm always asking them on a scale of one to 10, where's your clarity and energy and courage and all this stuff? Energy is always the worst one. Yeah. And I find that to be amazing because if we only had optimal energy, we could freaking crush anything. 
Our mindset is affected by energy, our courage, our everything, our personal, our, our self-esteem. It's like when we're energized, everything changes and elevates in our life. And so energy has to be the number one thing that you increase and you master this year. has to be. If your energy sucks, you got to look at kind of the basics. You got to look at your sleep. You got to look at your water intake. You got to look at how you're relieving your stress. Um, you have to look at what extra nutrition you're giving yourself because most women, they'll say, oh, I'm eating a healthy diet. But I'm like, what other extra things are you doing <laughs> for your nutrition? Because if you're a mother, your body needs more. It doesn't just need the chicken salad, man. It needs more. It needs superfoods. It needs a pre-workout. It needs a post-workout. It needs to hydrate, electrolytes. You need all sorts of stuff, a cleanse once a year. So you've got to really talk to an expert and say, how can I find my healthy formula to optimize my, my physical um, health and energy? And then you need recovery. You need, you, obviously, exercise is important for strength, but so many people are missing recovery, you know, stretching and foam rolling, getting a massage once a quarter at least. It's not a luxury. It's a necessity. It's been proven. You can really look at myofascial release. And I, I foam roll as well because it's a form of massage on your muscles. And if you don't foam roll, you're missing out on free massages every single night, ladies. And you right. really, really need to give it to you. All of this sounds so great and, and kind of obvious. Like, okay, energy. Yeah, I need to. But it sounds so overwhelming. Like, drink more water. Mm. Okay, I'm trying. Working out. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I don't know if I have time. I'm tired. <laughs> oh, I know. You know? And I tell, I tell women, I said, like, exercise. Um, like working out, going online and picking a workout or going to a gym or whatever, that's last on your list for energy. Oh. That's last, last. And I'm saying that as a fitness expert. If you if you can walk, that's great. But I would say, number one, get your sleep up. So if you had to start from the top of priorities, okay. you would start with sleep. Are you going to tell us six hours, seven hours? That's impossible. Well, I should say it to you because you have a lot of things going on in a new baby. (laughs) And if you can achieve it, I guess we can. Okay. It's it's whatever you want to prioritize. But if you can't do the sleep, go next to hydration. Okay. And then if you can get that up, look at how you're stress releasing. Look at what you're putting in your diet. And then look at what kind of recovery habits you have. What do you mean by that? Recovery habits. So that's what I'm talking about with foam rolling. And that's what I'm talking about with massage. Ah. And um, and if you have, like, if you exercise, are you doing a post-recover um, type of nutritional supplement? I, t- I take recover. I'm a Beachbody coach, so I'm like, I got nutrition up the wazoo that helps give me the edge. <laughs> I, don't, I don't try to, like, you know, master my energy alone. I have help. I have things that give me the edge. So you can kind of go down the list and see, okay, what can I start with? Don't have to do everything, but Sandy, if you could do one of those, your energy is going to get better. And then you master that, you get into the practice, and then you're like, hmm, I'm going to start this foam rolling thing now. Uh, okay. All right. That's a good point. Don't try it all at once. Baby no. steps. Okay. Baby steps. Baby steps. But there are so many ways to improve your energy besides just you know, most people think, oh, my gosh, 
well, I just, I just, you know, I just got to get working out. I'm like, uh, uh-uh, uh, that's the last thing you need to do. You need to go outside maybe for a walk because that's good for stress relief. That's good for circulation. That's all good for your body and your recovery of your mental and physical energy, right? Mm-hmm. Most people sit at their desk all day and they don't get up, and that's terrible for energy. It's not good for circulation. That's not good for your mental clarity. That stuff is going to drain you. So that by the time you get home from work, you have nothing left for your family. Your patience is like at zero. It's because you gave yourself no extra breathing, no extra time to give your mind a rest. When people say meditation. I'm like, just go out and just breathe for 10 breaths. That's the meditation. But okay. it, most people don't do it. Okay. And that's the, that's the biggest... Uh what would you call it? A fault of every mom, right? We don't take care of ourselves enough, right? That's the stereotype. We take care of everybody else but ourselves. Okay. I know. I know. I hear it a lot. And that's why I have a high performance mama club because we put ourselves on the back burner and we use excuses um, that we are putting everyone else first and our Mm -hmm. kids, obviously. But you know what I've realized is that with Luca and all the things that he needs, and all the things that I do for him, if I was bitter, stressed out, overwhelmed, and tired, that kid would not be getting the love he's getting right now. That's true. So if you're giving your kid all the love and you feel great and you're just rocking and rolling and, you know, nothing's really going wrong, don't change a thing. Just keep doing what you're doing, you know? But if you're stressed and overwhelmed and tired and resentful and all that stuff that sometimes builds up because you're neglecting your self-care, then then there's a problem. Then there's time that you have to look and reflect and say, what can I do to, to be better to make? That was tip number one. Beautiful. All right. <laughs> tip number one. Oh, I know. I could go all day on energy. Can we just do energy? Because that's just the number one I think no. is like the so important. Well, 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 kind of coming back to, you know, I think, you know, obviously physical, mental, and financial, you talked about in the beginning, having that health is so important. And so, you know, the second thing I believe that really can help women become high performers is getting clarity on a regular basis. That means having clarity in what is most important to you in your life so that you're not neglecting the things that matter most and that you're prioritizing your projects and your tasks that are going to move the needle towards what your dreams and goals are in the future. So, you know, most people don't journal and that's fine because they think they got to like write their life story in a book and stuff. And I'm like, no, that's not really journaling. Journaling is waking up and just having a morning mindset. A few questions that you ask yourself, you know, like what's most important to me today? Like if I achieved this one thing today, what would it be? You know, if I had the top three priorities that would move the needle towards my goal, what would they be? You know, you're just journaling on what matters most. And sometimes people forget to do this when it comes to their relationships, right? And so they're working, working, working towards their business. And then they forget that their family pretty much matters most to them, but they haven't been spending any time with their family. And when they're home, they're on their phone or they're on their computer and they're not present with their family. And that creates a rift in your life and ripple that is not going to be good. So I would say if you can regularly get clarity on what matters most and make sure you're prioritizing those things in your life, you'll be happily working hard towards your dreams. That's one that's a recurring one, too. So it must work if all of you very successful people are telling us that. Okay. 
everyone says it, right? Yeah. And I know the easiest thing to do in the morning for most people is check email, right? Oh, I got to see if anybody got back to me on this and that. But that's the worst thing that we can do first thing in the morning, unless you're in that customer service position where that is your job. But if it's up to me on the first thing that I do in the morning, it's not going to be check my email because that's just getting back to everyone else's priorities. It's going to be setting myself up for success. What do I need to get done today? Let me tackle that top priority today, first thing in the morning, so that no matter what else happens in the day, I had an hour spending on what matters most to get me to the next step in my, in my project, right? In my pro in my um, big goals. Yeah. So that's okay. getting clarity. And, you know, the last two are kind of similar. One is to really develop competence by learning from the people you respect and admire, because with competence comes confidence. And if you have things that you're trying to achieve, whether it's build financial wealth, whether it's to um, heal relationship or develop more confidence in yourself, in your self-care, all those things, then you want to be following people in that space. You know, I follow Darren Hardy every morning. I wake up, I hear his daily, his Darren daily message, right? And he gives you a five-minute video. It's like, boom, that surge of just He's an entrepreneur. He teaches people how to build their businesses and be successful. I'm like, I got to follow that guy, right? That's going to help me every single day develop competence, which gives me confidence to go out there and do what I got to do. I follow Brendan Burchard for his high-performance tips. And even though I'm a high-performance coach, I know I need that stuff. I follow Gary Vee because he's got all the social media strategies. And that's my space. I know I want to be better and more out there and spread my mission. So you have to think about what it is you're trying to have confidence to do or what you're trying to achieve and make sure you're following people. And that's the personal development that is more targeted personal development. I know a lot of women out there that, you know, they're reading, but they're not intentionally reading the materials that are going to help them towards their goal. Yeah. And it's your uh, social circles as well, too. Yes. People that listen to your podcast because they want to have that financial wealth. They want to build the financial stability in their life. They're like seven figure. Yeah, that speaks directly to them, you know? So they're like, I got to listen to this. And they're in the right place because, I mean, you have to master your, the fourth thing I wanted to share was mastering your mindset. And the way that you do that is by fueling your mind with positivity and perspective. And you have the choice of where you want to, you know, spend your time doing that, picking the right environment, like you said, and surrounding yourself by the, um, the ideas and, you know, the practices of people that are doing it and doing it well, or at least having the conversation. Because I still have a lot of growth to do in my, um, in my business. I'm kind of on that verge of just kind of getting over the struggle of the building phase and the, getting the marketing messages down and all that takes so much time. But I have to keep building and growing, and that's why I continue to put myself in the environment and keep learning. And it's the way that I'm, you know, continuously trying to master that mindset. It will help you. It will help you so much. I am excited for the future, aren't you? Because this message, your message is getting out there more frequently. More people are listening to it, and I think starting to follow it. Don't you agree? Yes. 
And I, and I think that the awareness is, is so important because I know that if one woman on your podcast listening hears this message and it resonates with her, women talk to everybody they know. Mm -hmm. So she'll tell 10 of her friends and 10 of her friends will benefit from that. That's what I love about tribes like this and communities like yours, Sandy, because your energy attracts the type of women that not only want to learn for themselves, but want to pay that forward. And that's what I really, really love about my community, your community, and so many other women that are out there doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. So now we know what we need to do and we look up to you and think, okay, wow, she really worked hard for where she is right now. But can you, can you just Give us, make us feel a little bit better about ourselves because a lot of us are extremely hard on ourselves for the mistakes that we've made, maybe the New Year's resolutions that we failed to complete. Mm. Um, can you give us some of your little fumbles, either career or financial or anything to make you feel like one of us less perfect? <laughs> oh, God, I am far from perfect, but man, just know that I'm coming to you with my best practices and you know, the whole time this podcast is going on, I'm not sharing um, all of my um, imperfections and faults, but I've had many, right? And I, and I continue to fail and I continue to make mistakes. But if I could share, you know, one of the most valuable lessons that I've learned in business and in being an entrepreneur is that never invest in something before the return on your investment is clear, And before you know what the lifestyle is going to be like, because I did invest, you know, early on $10,000 in making a DVD. I had no idea about marketing. I had no idea how to get um, this DVD out into the market. It was more of the field of dreams. If I build it, they will buy it. Right. Mm. And it, that was $10,000 down the drain. And then that didn't teach me my lesson because the next year I invested $24,000 of money I didn't have. So I borrowed money to invest in a kid's fitness company. And we made a DVD and we started an LLC and we put all this money into a website and we built all this stuff. Before I ever really looked at what's the return on this 24K going to be? When am I going to make this back? And what is this business partnership going to look like? How is this going to run and how is it going to be? If I had done that work beforehand, I never would have invested the money. Oh, right. Okay. And it, cause it, it was like, it was all gone. It, we didn't make that investment back. I was paying that back for years. And then, you know, when I met Vito and he was like, Oh, you know, this is network marketing. It's $150 investment. But you'll you'll get that money back after you get three customers. I was like, now that's the kind of investment I should have made a long time ago, you know? Oh, uh, like, yeah, yeah. But you were so just, quick to yeah. grab the brass ring that you didn't take yeah. the time. Okay. That's right. It's so sexy, right? Because mm-hmm. you're, you got this dream of being out there and making a product and doing some, making a business work and whatnot. But if I could just take back that those decisions and really say, okay, what's the return on my investment? And that's what I always tell people that I coach in business who are starting their online platforms. I say, listen, anything you're going to invest in, you want to look at your return. When are you going to make that money back? And how are you going to make it back? And what does life look like in the meantime? 
Because if you hate your life as you're building that, then you're going to just be miserable and you're going to quit. Um, and so, you know, I quit. Obviously, that company was a disaster because partnerships sometimes just don't go well. Yeah. And uh, she's a great person. But she and I just didn't see eye to eye on many things. And I was very uneducated about marketing and product development and all sorts of stuff that, you know, I didn't realize at the time. So you really got to pick your projects and um, things like that based on, you know, the future knowledge of where you're going to go with it. How are you guys now, you and your husband? Are you on the same financial page? Because a lot of couples struggle with that. Or are you guys in sync? He, we are on, okay. Let me, let me put it this way. You know, he didn't grow up the way I did. Okay. I, was, I grew up a little more frugal, so I am a little more frugal now. I still have trouble spending. And, you know, it's for me, it's, it's a little bit of, you know, my childhood. He was, he's always like, oh, we're going to get this chintzy thing because you want to get it from the goodwill. <laughs> and he's like, and he wants to buy everything new. And, he, you know, even when we were looking for a home, he was like, I don't want to have to do any kind of fixer upper stuff, Anna. We just want to get a house and make sure we can move into it and everything. And I'm like, well, we could save and build and blah, blah, blah. So we, we make decisions on a compromise always. And, you know, it's in between being frugal and just wanting to. But he's also not just irresponsible. He yeah. definitely, you know, he, he has immigrant parents that came here from Italy. They've worked their whole life with a restaurant and gardens and he used to peel tomato like peel garlic and cut tomatoes for hours because they had fields of them right so he has a work ethic but um not the frugal (laughs) mentality when you describe your relationship it's like you described mine you guys are so funny that's us that's That's my husband too yeah he That's just, great. right. Can we just pay for somebody to come and fix it? I'm like, well, well let's try at least. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm negotiating with all the contractors. Oh, God, yeah. Give us a price. And I'm like, well, why is it that much? Do you think you can give it to us for less? Yes. And you got to keep up on your bills, too. I'm the one that will be like, can you give us a discount? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And we and you know, he's still he makes a lot more money. He is in the seven figures, right? I'm still in the six figures for income, but we share expenses, you know, and mm-hmm. since we do share expenses, I have a say. You know, so when you're making money, you still have a say, even if it's not the same amount and you're contributing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I still have a say and he knows that because I can say, Well, if you want to pay all the bills then fine, go ahead because you can just go ahead and pay all the bills. I'll save all my money. Right? It's funny. But, you know, it's important, I think, that, you know, when you're in a marriage that you're you're both contributing is that you do compromise and you pick the projects. You pick the trips. You pick those things um, based on what feels more comfortable because we don't want to overspend. We decide together that we're going to either save to spend or make the money to spend it. I love hearing that. We have to level up. Yeah. It's cool to hear that from people who are financially doing okay, that you guys are doing the same thing that the rest of us are doing. We have a budget. You got to pick and choose where to spend your money. Exactly. And most people don't realize, I mean, even people listening to this podcast and women that might have full-time jobs is that I bring people on my, on my Beachbody team every day as part-timers. Because you always have opportunities in this world today to make more money. And if you want to make more money because you want more things in your life, 
You can do it. You just have to find the ways to do it and be proactive. Take the initiative. Seek out those opportunities. And when I always, you know, talk to women that are struggling financially in their families and things, I ask them, well, how do you see yourself making more money? They usually don't have an answer. And I really encourage them to start looking for answers in that area because there are ways. There are ways to do it. Do you think it's because women, we just, for whatever reason, are conditioned to not want to ask people for money? It makes us uncomfortable when we talk about money. Like, I, I'll, I'll offer you a service. So you know what? Let me just give you this. Let me just give you, what, <laughs> right? Don't you feel like we're, I tend yeah. to sometimes do that too. Like, oh, I'll just do it to, for you for free, whatever. Yeah. 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 It does. I mean, it happens. So much of that going on. That's the money mindset stuff that, you know, I, I think you're like what you were talking about stems from early um, adulthood or even childhood and the conversations you had in the house about money. It's funny because I've never been afraid to make money, but I have been afraid to ask for money. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. It took me a while to really understand that I'm not just asking people for money. I am offering them amazing value and I'm asking them to invest in themselves. Yeah, that's true. Right. You're going to give them. So I look at it differently. You got to, yeah, it's all about perspective and I'm, it's not selling. I believe that if I'm not serving people, this is my business and this is what I do. And if I'm not doing that, I'm taking away their right get better and to reach the next level of high performance of fitness of whatever it might be that I'm offering them. And so I really have to step into the shoes of that person who is serving and out there putting out that opportunity and not really thinking, Oh, I I don't want to charge. I'm like, Oh, if I don't offer this and they don't invest in themselves, they're not going to take it seriously Mm -hmm. and they're not going to grow and become a better human being. And I want to offer them that. Oh my gosh, Anna, I could talk to you forever. Just I love our conversation. You are so fantastic. (laughs) How can we follow you, get more tips and advice and be a part of your network? Um, My network, I have the podcast, Sexy Confident Life, and definitely I would love for your viewers to chime in there for their personal development and some of the things I'm teaching on that. And then my website, AnnaRender.com, has all my free gifts and tools and high-performance mastery course. I do a free five-day high-performance mastery course that they can opt into through my Instagram. And, um, you know, my Instagram is Anna Renderer. So any of those, you can check me out and see what suits you. Thank you. Thank you, Anna Renderer, certified high-performance coach, a life coach, creator of Sexy Confident Life, the podcast she referred to, and also a fitness expert, host of Pop Sugar Fitness. Thank you. Thank you so much. And good luck to you with everything. Thank you so much, Sandy, for having me. I want to thank Anna for taking so much time with us. That's one of our longer conversations, but it was so worth it. And I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy day, too, to join the conversation, join the podcast, be a part of our community. We really, really appreciate it. All right, you have a fantastic weekend, and I will talk to you next Friday. If you have a personal finance question or feedback about the show, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to Sandy at Sandy at RochesterBuzz.com. New episode every Friday. Listen, subscribe, and tell a friend about the Seven Figures podcast. Smart money strategies for women.